Once upon a time, the species of man remembered they were royal, divine creations of God. Then one day, in the garden, Satan offered man an illusion of God's truth in the form of an apple. Fruit bore from a tree of false life, false light, and false knowledge coming from a false kingdom that he could only trick man into believing was the truth. Knowing that he could not take our free will choice from us, he was forced to create a matrix powered by our life force and driven by our emotionally unstable choices that would become the sole disconnect from our memories, our truth, and the one true God. The result of his action and man's choices left them as voluntary hostages to a hell they never knew they signed up for. So join us in the last hour as we help you walk yourself back out of the hell you were tricked into claiming as home and return to the kingdom of heaven. Boom. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I had a vision where it's like the moment that that it goes and uh, and return to the kingdom of heaven. And then it goes. Yeah. <laughs> eyes open. It's I, a, people don't even understand yet that this is that intro is a prelude to something else coming. No, I'm going to have to go. Road. We're going to have to talk to Justin and, and make that film again where it goes. Yeah. And then it fades into the staircase. Yeah. No, but oh, not, so not even, I'm not even talking about just that. I'm talking oh, no, about no. what is going to be spawned off of this yeah, that no. we know is coming. God's already showed us. And oh, my God. It's going to be a show. And our voices are going to be like the the narrators of the show where it's like, and they didn't know what they didn't know. <laughs> no, no like we're not. <laughs> we're not telling you what it's going to be. <laughs> you're just going to see it and you're going to love it. Of course, they're going to love it. <laughs> they're going to love it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So I'm curious, you know, we've done a lot of uh, talking so far and we got a lot more. Good. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Many years of it, though. <laughs> we're flapping these jaws. <laughs> we're at one but, point, we're just not going to talk. We're going to just look into somebody. <laughs> they're going to look into the camera. They're going to see us and they're just going <laughs> to. Oh, I get it. <laughs> no. That makes sense. And everything just, they just stop. Yeah. Just from looking at us. Two seconds. Everything. Done. No, but I'm saying, like, I wonder how many revelations people have already had. Because you know what it's like. Like, we watch people that go through class and everything. New. I don't even know who's watching it. It doesn't tell us. No, it doesn't. So-and-so from Ohio is watching this show. It just says, <laughs> if somebody in Ohio is? And they're like, wait, that's me. Oh my God! They knew. <laughs> How they know? I don't know. Just, I wish we could see who's watching, but we can't. And nobody. So if we'll you're watching be, this and you're an avid listener, if we don't know you and we never talked, comment, say something. What's up? Well, here's the thing: is like we'll be able to tell who our YouTube or Facebook people are once we get well, yeah. the right little things that connect us to that platform so for now we just have to record everything and then show you guys the recording whereas before it like we were able you and i both have been doing lives for a long time i stopped though yeah i know but it's, i haven't felt called before it was about marketing so there's always something i would learn something and then boom talk about it but it's like now and it was and it was a more uh, changed part of my life like i was I was going up 
and I was experiencing new things. So I was sharing that story. It's the same thing here. And it's here, but 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 then I was I was traveling more. I was in the matrix, so people would watch it. And because they could they yeah. could more easily resonate yeah. with what you were doing because they were also doing it. It's hard for Once people we, to resonate with what we're talking about because most people are not living it and don't even know what it feels like to be inside of it. It's like someone comes to visit us or be with us in our sanctuary and they literally feel heaven and when they leave it they can feel hell yeah and so it's that experience that gives them that knowing that these two realms do exist there is a difference and the there is thing, a heaven that you can achieve while living the major thing that i that is that we embody when people come to visit us that i notice that they don't get when they leave is clarity when you come here and you're with us everything's clear everything is communicated everything is it makes sense everything has a as an order to things it's just everything is has everyone all is around. transparent we don't hold anything back so, we say things for what they are nobody has to worry about what anyone's thinking or yeah or anything like that it's just all laid on the but table when people go back to their wherever they came from that people don't live by that so they have to like tiptoe again they're surrounded by uncertainty because yeah. everyone around them has no certainty inside of them yeah they don't know they can't speak the truth because they know that certain people in their life would just instantly get offended and backlash and it would start some problems and, and it's it's nobody would be heard it'd just be blah 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 oh. screw you yeah seriously and it's not that they can't speak it is just that they don't even know how to yet and yeah. we we've had people me i've had people with me we both have had people with us that when they leave they're like okay i got it i got it and then i'm like when you leave yeah, I mean, that's a, when that's you leave test. you're gonna have to use all these things that you think you got right now so just pay attention i hope you're paying attention while you're with me because once i leave i'm i'm gone yeah it's easy <laughs> to be around us and understand it but it's the the real test is when you leave and there's nobody keeping you accounted for because when you're and with us, like your, we keep your you accountable. will is tested so much because our environment doesn't test your will. Yeah, because we've already removed all that could be um, from Satan's realm that would be causing some kind of turmoil or chaos in our reality. And there's no temptation in our reality because we know the things that tempt our flesh and we know we don't want to participate with them because we know what it does to us and our family and everybody as a whole. So we just cut all of that out. It's not even a part of our life. It's so not even when worth the feeling, it's just complete yeah. utter chaos. Like internally, even, it's not, even it's not when fun. we even when we walk out into the world, we go with our armor and we know what we're looking at and what it's trying to do to us to lure us and distract us. So therefore, it doesn't have any power over us. But someone that comes into our reality, they're in it and they don't have the temptation. They don't have to use their will. They don't have to stand up for what's righteous in this in this vicinity because it's all righteous. Yeah when they leave that's when they have to use those things and that's when we have them come back to us going oh my god <laughs> i wasn't expecting all of this <laughs> yeah it's just that's the part you really got to be ready for it's because when we're around we keep each other accountable like hey pick up your plate hey do this like why don't you you should have been a little aware of this like getting we're on top of each other not in a bad way but just to just keep, being to keep real order. with each other like i if, mean it's true like if people could take it in a bad way like dude you're hounding me get off my back like or nagging yeah nagging but like at the same time there's a 
ethereal standpoint to that. There's an energetic standpoint to that. So, and we're never nagging at each other or complaining at each other. It's just when you know what lowers the vibration of your sanctuary and drags it into hell, you point it out when someone is operating on the wrong algorithm. Yep. And when you're by yourself after being around us like that, like it's, it's hard because you're used to having in the beginning, it's like, we're on you. And you're just trying to get that used to being able to say the same thing. It's not, you're not comfortable saying a lot of people just are not comfortable being on somebody like that. And no, it's just being real with people. Yeah, like they're just that. not doing, they're just not used to it. So when they go out into the back to their life, there's nobody doing that accountability to them. So they have to do it for themselves and for others. And, and then everybody in their vicinity yeah. is like, you're attacking me. And, and it's, that's where the willpower comes into play, yeah. play to see. Do you really mean what you mean or what you're saying? Like, you're going to get tested. You know, it's funny because people, when they're going through the ascension, myself included, if when I when God took me through my ascension process, had I not been in a situation that I couldn't run from, I would have ran from it and I would have lived in denial. But I had he he backed me in. I went all over the this universe, this world. And I couldn't go anywhere anymore. There was no way out of the corner. I had to, I had to surrender. I had to kneel at that point. And I knew it. I knew that if I did not finally let go of my ego and do what God was asking me to, that it was going to cost me my life. That's usually when people let go is when they, they're completely broken. They lose everything. They lost everything. It's just they have nothing, no other options. There is no option except to, what do you got? All right, God, I'm, I'm, at, a, I'm at a standstill. There's no choices. That, nowhere can I You're go. You're left with nothing that you can do but have so faith. So that, that puts you in a position of just whatever comes towards you, you, you just roll with it. And, and obviously with discernment. Through that, yeah, through rolling with it, you learn discernment. You learn yeah. what it is. Because in the beginning, you're going to make the choices like, well, this is alignment. And you're. it's not like you understand alignment immediately. Yeah. Um, you can understand <laughs> the premise of it, but like a good thing, like somebody that's toxic could come into your life. But in the beginning, they're like super pumped up. Like, yo, like we're, we're on the same wavelength. Like everything makes sense. Like I'm doing this. And yeah, it might make sense for you to go with them at the moment. But then you start seeing how they operate and you see that you're not supposed to be there with them. Like maybe in the very beginning and you were supposed to pick up a piece or maybe they were just showing you something that you needed to do. And that usually is just showing is the, is the tuning of how to make the proper choices. And when you make the wrong choice, what ends up being, what ends up happening, what's the consequences of it. And it's usually like a drain, right? So if you make the right choice, you're amplified. If you make the wrong choice, you're, you're, you, you drain yourself. You go further away out of alignment, but you can catch it, right? The moment you feel that drainage, you can catch it right there. It's your job to catch it so that you can see what's causing the drainage and then go in, do a God view of yourself, your, your surroundings, the things that you're doing on a daily basis. And then you know in, in, intuitively what the problem is and then you have to make that change so it could be the person you're hanging like we when we were over in oregon i'm not gonna say names but when we got there right it was aligned everything made sense we had a spot to stay but we realized that it's the way these people were operating that it just didn't it wasn't good for us it was a toxic environment and 
we were put there for a reason as like a, a, a launch pad. We were there to sit, to stay and to prep. Not, and that's not, when even, you got, not even a launch pad. It was there to reveal to us. Well, that's when you got other pregnant. parts. <laughs> yeah. Other parts of hell that we needed to be able to identify going forward on what to allow into our vicinity and what not to what to tolerate and what not to. Yeah. That was a big, that was for me. That was a big one because even though it was a place, most people, when they get invited to a place to stay, they suck up, right? Like, I'll do all this for you. Like, thank you for letting me stay. But like, when the person that you're staying with is that toxic, you just, you got to like call it out. And eventually it just got to a point where it just didn't even want to be there anymore. But it, it made, it prepped us to make the decisions that we made then. And we know exactly what not to be around. So the moment that ever comes around us again, not that those people, but that type of energy immediately we're like no nope yeah and <laughs> we're it, just not going that route we know how that feels fuck that yeah and it's not again when we're talking about all these things when we're talking about demons coming through people and all that we're not saying that the person is a bad person we are saying that their choices have lowered them into hell thus allowed demons to come through them and we are everyone in their vicinity becomes a victim of their destruction and their chaos. And the people that have them are not even aware that they're there. It's like you said before, the pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. And they had the best. Intentions. They have the best intentions to want everybody to be happy. And we have and no, whatnot, we have but... no kind of ill feelings toward them or anyone else. It's just, these are facts and there are things that they have to face inside themselves and do the work and rise up and and not allow those demons to come through and if one of them is listening to me right now you know who you are you let me see your demons before you even got scared because i saw you for what you were and you said that to me so and it's not that you were a bad person in that spot either you were just not aware just and lost. back then i didn't even know what i know now to be able to help you find that place where I could help you find that place now because I know exactly what it is now. I had to go through that with you so that I could see it for what it was. So anyway, you're just all love. Yeah. <laughs> you're just out of tune. You just need to be tuned back you're still, into alignment. Like, you need I still alignment. love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> In the steering wheel of God, the vehicle of God, your car is misaligned. You just need to... <laughs> realign that thing so you can get back on the the, the straight path and then the when you do i'll see you there with a big hug <laughs> yeah. but so what are we going over today we were supposed to go over this yesterday but we had a we got into a really good conversation so we didn't it's all good i, love I know that, that's fine like, spontaneous everybody else listening obviously likes it too or they wouldn't come back we wouldn't be continuously <laughs> getting viewers so it keeps going all right so today we're going to talk about triggers of i don't know if i'm going to touch on just the lower self today we're i'm probably going to break it into two or three episodes for this one because it's a lot of information because triggers everybody just runs around without knowing the dimension of the trigger or where it's coming from they just start claiming oh you're triggered oh you're triggered oh dude Anytime i hate when people get, say that they don't even know what they're saying yeah they tell oh, you're us just all mad the time. so they're like you're triggered <laughs> yeah we're, we're trying oh. to show the light on something or shed light on something and they get triggered by it and this is something i don't know if i said this yesterday before i wrote it on facebook but i was talking about how when i meet someone new 
I immediately wonder hey, how long yes, is yesterday. Is, yeah. Did I say it on the podcast? Yeah. You I made a post about it. Yeah, but I don't think I said it here. Could say it. <laughs> oh, just in case I didn't, you know, I don't know how long it's going to last with anybody that I meet because I shine the light on darkness. Anyone's darkness. I ha I did it to myself. That's the only reason why I know how to do it to anyone else. So when I do that, people, they, God's children will stand in front of that mirror and they'll be like, all right, retune me, redeem me. Let's go. Let's do this work. They will face all of that and just go at it to get rid of anything that is not serving them. The rest will start painting pictures in their mind that project that I'm their problem because I'm shining light on them. And what's dark, You're causing their triggeredness, what, what's dark inside them wants to hide and it can't hide around me. So it has to run away and make me the problem. So they start making the light, the problem and not realizing that they're running away from themselves and not me. They're running away from facing what yeah. is hiding. They don't even know that they're, they're the ones painting the illusion. They don't understand the depths of the where a trigger what a trigger is and what it's supposed to do for you so the only thing that they can make sense in their mind is well i was fine and then that person said something and caused me to be this way yeah. so it's their fault for making me feel this way and nobody's looking deep within that to be like well they just said something you had to have gone through some sort of experience for you to even have that trigger even happen because if you didn't go through the things you went through in your past then nothing she would say would ever have to get you to spark in in, in anger and depression and anxiety like it wouldn't it wouldn't go through anything because you wouldn't have gone through whatever yeah, you went through you just but people don't get that they don't understand that it all comes from within them they just they point outwards because that's all they ever known everyone around them does that so of course subliminally you're going to do it by default. It's like the, it's in the, how people will automatically do what everyone else is doing around them. There's exa examples of this on videos on Instagram and Facebook, or I think it was Facebook where a woman goes into a doctor's office and oh, everybody's yeah. in on it. Right. And there's like several people in the waiting room at the doctor's office and every minute or every couple minutes or so, there'd be this beep beep. And when she went in there, she heard the beep and so did everybody else. And all the actors stood up just standing there and she's sitting there looking at them like, what the heck? So they all sit back down. And after another time, the beep goes back off. They all stand up again and she's sitting there like, doesn't do it. Third time goes off. They all stand up. She stands up with them. And without questioning what's going on, looking at the person like, what's that beep? She, she just observed and she followed suit with what the masses were doing. So she ended up standing up with everybody else during the beat. Doesn't even know why. And then a second person comes in again, not part of the, the, the test and sees all of them stand up. And the person that came in the first time as it ends up explaining to her, well, every time the beat goes off, we just got to stand up. Well, why? Well, because everyone else is doing it. So we just trust me, just do it. And that's what happens. It becomes a monkey in a barrel effect. You know, everything just, they all start doing it. And the moment you go against it, like, what are you doing? No, you can't, you can't go against it. And they don't even know you're why they're wearing, doing it. You're not wearing your sash. This yeah. guy's not wearing his sash. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's ribbon. Yeah. Where's but your ribbon? Do you, do you know that I had a visual as you were talking about it? It was like as you know, people getting triggered. Like that trigger comes up. What most people do, it's like they're playing whack-a-mole with their dark sh- with their shadow work. They they have that trigger come up and they're like, oh hell no, I ain't facing you right now. <laughs> Go back down. And then it tries to it finds another place to come up in it's the like head. Oh, is that down. a trigger? You just <laughs> <laughs> Shake it back up. Rock him. Oh, rock. rock him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny TikTok. Yeah, it's my favorite one. It's so stupid. Hey, Derek. And it's not even like heavenly at all, the, the action that is being you portrayed in it. But it's just the the mannerism and the just way that she Derek, articula- Derek articulates babysitter. it. It's a female that's doing it. She she nails it. Just anyway, Derek babysitter. It's fucking hilarious. So, um, triggeredness. Lower. Yeah. Which one are we going over first? The lower. We're gonna go over the lower first because lower. because you gotta understand what you are and how they use the entire structure of the matrix against you to trigger you. Whoa. The whole matrix? The whole thing. Everything that you think is reality is used to simulate an atmosphere of triggeredness and fear. Like Such a well-designed system? It's crazy. Like, for instance, if you sit in the same space long enough inside the city and you just listen to what's going on around you, I guarantee you can start to calculate and predict the time that you're going to hear a siren. I've done this before. Yeah. I could never predict- done it, but she has experience. I've predicted it. not only the time you're going to see a siren, I've predicted the time you're going to see a ra- rainbow, the time the storm is going to come, this, the time the storm is going to pass, uh, the place the storm will be. All of these things, just by ob- observing the patterns of the simulation and, <laughs> and realizing that that is what it is, like the Truman Show. The yeah, it literally is that. Okay, so the sirens. There are real sirens going out. There are real EMS going out. There are real fire trucks going out. There's all these things are real. So that here's here's how this works. Like you're in a um, a safe. What is it? Like the Illuminati or the um, what's the other Satanic? one? The Masons. The Freemasons. You know that Freemason jar you like to use. Yeah. Mason jars. I one day I was like, "Yeah, you got the Freemason jar." I mean, Mason jar. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, "Oh, why did I say Freemason jar?" I got a bunch of them. <laughs> a bunch of Freemason jars. <laughs> you get one, and you get one. Okay. So, anyway, uh, the the lower you are in the system, the less you know, right? The less you see. The less you see, the less they let you in on so that you don't even know what you're a part of. So a government worker, if they're on the front line dealing with the public, they are the dumbest of of anybody that's there. And I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm just telling you that that's how they do it. You're the most ignorant. They know that you're not going to question what they're doing, why they're doing it. You're just going to be the little minion that carries out the plan for them and will defend them against and, and hold guard keep them away from the hell that they've created, right? So they put the dumbest on the front line. Well, it's the same way in, you know, Freemason, Illuminati. You, if you just join, you think you're in this brotherhood. You think you're in this secret society that's doing good or whatever. But at the depths of it, it's 
it's dark, it's very evil, and they don't let you in on it because they need people in it that don't know who are going to go out and tell the world that it's not what everybody says that it is. It's like, yeah, it's literally pawns going out and defending the system that's oppressing them. Yeah, they need, they want people on the lower level to stand up and say, hey, I'm part of this thing and it's not what everybody's claiming it to be. I'm there, I witness it, but you don't witness the top levels of it and you can't say that you do. Same thing goes when it comes to the matrix. They need you in fear. So they have a system where they're gonna send out a fake EMS every once in a while with the siren. They're going to send out a fake cop every once in a while with a siren. Or an ambulance. They're, yeah, they're going to send out all these things that will perpetuate in your head that there's constantly danger around you and you should be afraid. Dude, here. But here's the thing is that they have all the real ones going around doing this so that when someone like me calls it out, they're like, that couldn't be because these are real people doing these things. Why they're would carrying, they do that? Why would they do that? They're on the facade and it ripples out from the top down. And, and from the top down, the top knows what's going on, but down does not. And down defends that down <laughs> is not what the top is. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm pretty, like, we all know, we, it, it's not like, uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I think that they, the people that are in the police, for the, that are police officers, ambulance drivers, get an alert. Or they have a certain time every single day where they have to turn on their alert. Uh, no, it's not even like that. It's not even like that. These people that are actually out there that are real dry, real ambulance people and EMTs and all of this, they don't know this is happening to them. This is real life. So what I'm saying would sound crazy to them. Like, no, we go out there when we're supposed to. This is not fake. I'm not talking about the people that they use as a front to keep the facade going and create more chaos and all of that. I'm talking about the ones that are ghosts that nobody knows about that are riding around at specific times to carry out the patterns and keep the matrix going. That's what I'm talking about. So they're people, not even real drivers then? No. They're no. just people dressed up in ambulance? Yes, these are these like are a Reddington just, type thing? Yes. Like they're not even actually meant to be yep. used? Yep, Because Or they're who, just hired no, to do that. Here's the thing, here's the thing, is that a normal human being a normal man person of mankind is not going to go out and do things like that. They're going to blow the whistle on it. They're going to call it out. They're not going to do things against fellow man unless they're just pure evil in doing so. But like I say, normal people aren't going to go out and perpetuate the lie. They're going to go out and tell that they were asked to perpetuate the lie. So they can't go to normal man to do it. They have to have normal man be operating as normal man this is just a normal system guys that's all it is don't look don't ask questions this is all normal there's nothing to see here all you I know can't is that you can't find us because we're all ghosts that are creating the top levels of it that ripple out to everybody else for them to keep doing it it's like somebody watches a movie they never had the idea and then they go and copy the movie to go do some crime at something else that they never would have had the idea had the movie not gave it to them or the game not gave it to them they perpetuate it from the top and pass it down so by the time it's like the the uh, pharmaceutical complex and doctors do you think that all the doctors know what they're doing they don't no some they, don't think, they think that they they're truly helping yeah. people 
but the, they need that ignorance. Yeah, they need real people that have been brainwashed enough to think they're actually doing good so that they defend their lie. Yeah. I know when I'm driving around here in Puerto Rico, the everyone's got lights on. Even though there's no no problems going on, everywhere you go, cops have their lights on. There's always an ambulance driving around. And there's one that on. just drives down our road and right when he gets to our apartment just flips them on. Like, whoop, whoop, yep. And then keeps on going. That's all he does. And there's no one out at all. They just do it as a way to scare people. That's essentially what they're doing or get people to look. What's that? It kind of puts their heartbeat up. Like, Whoa, what's happening? Yeah. Did I do something wrong or wait? No, something. Somebody else did something wrong. Let's watch it. Mm-hmm. They all get into like an adrenaline rush. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen I see it I've all the time here. I even saw it back in the States. Not as much here. They 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 go overboard with it here. In the it's state, it's in easier like with the weather that I was talking about when I was predicting weather and things, it's easier to predict when you're on a small island and you see the same thing happen every single day and you're watching for patterns. Most people are not. They're just living their life and they're distracted from the pattern that's happening. Yeah. But I was consumed into God and the truth. So I was looking, I was observing, I was trying to let it reveal itself to me, not me tell it what it was. So I watched this, the weather and I started to notice every day at a certain time, the rainbow would appear right beside my window. I started to notice that every day at a certain time, the rain would start from this location. I, you know, I, I was noticing when and where it was like watching the Hunger Games on an island. You know how in the Hunger Games they have different sectors where they have different things that they can turn on for weather? It was literally the exact same experience. And if you're paying attention, you can see it. But if you're not, and and the bigger the landmass, the more that they can do and the less pattern it looks like to you. Yeah, because if it takes up your whole, the size of a continent, like man we've how are you we're gonna talking deny about that <laughs> this i'm i'm gonna be surprised if we don't have a lot of uh resistance in getting this episode put up just from that little bit that i just shared because that's something most people don't even notice much less be able to talk all about. the storms in the world right now are all man-made harp you got harp like they literally manipulate the the electrons in the sky that they cause heat heat and cold Boom, it causes rain, it causes electricity, it causes hurricanes, it causes tornadoes. Like they want all us it to takes believe the frequency. I mean, go look outside. If you guys it happens when you drop a multiple pebbles into a water, right? It starts to form like the waves, the ripples. Well, that same ripple, you can go look up into the sky and you will see uh clouds that form ripples. And you're like, what the heck? Why does it look like that? It's because they're shooting frequency right above you and it's literally altering the clouds to look like it's like ripples in the in like a sand right when you look at like sand sometimes depending on how the waves hit it it can form those little hills that's what it's doing up in the sky the the frequency shooting it up and it's manipulating the clouds to make them look like there's actually waves in the clouds so you're just like whoa that's crazy but that's not a natural phenomenon it's not you're not supposed to do that and somebody's going to argue with me like yo no that's called this cloud they taught me this in my science lab like Here's some common sense science. (laughs) Here's some common sense stuff. You don't without even researching anything. Common sense is that Mother Earth is a vessel just like our body. And when Mother Earth has been polluted and abused and all these things, storm, it was manipulated. So storm becomes in Eden, 
there is nothing that is going to destroy anything. That's not how Eden was designed. It was eternal life, not death, chaos, and destruction. If it has death, chaos, and destruction, it was a part of the lie, not the truth. Yeah. So that is just some common sense when you're looking at all that's going on and how much destruction that happens. People don't even realize that they send it. I can't even remember the name that they call it, but they, they bring these hurricanes through the Caribbean so that they can flush out people from Puerto Rico. I'm not even kidding. They want to flush you out up into the States and then bring more people in and just keep on doing that process. They keep flushing you out and bring you in. Most of you don't even realize that you are literally sitting on top of the most wealth. Mm, there's so much wealth here so much wealth here and nobody knows that they hide the world's wealth under the guise of poverty yeah that's what they all did. the time go look at like certain video or i'm not saying look at certain videos but growing up television programming there's like the commercials for yeah, trying to talked, save a child today. we talked about that one in africa already. all africans are starving right the, the people in the in the villages went, like babe you already went over this whole thing i know but that's just another <laughs> instead of here in puerto rico with all the problems of the hurricanes i think it's over there in africa and africa is massively abundant i'm gonna tell you now abundant. zimbabwe is the most resource rich country in the entire world and can supply resource to every single country in the world yet they have an inflated currency and everybody thinks they're the poorest country in the world you just watch till they become number one Literally. All right. So let's go into those triggers. Finally. <laughs> All right. So they can use anything that you lay your eyes upon to distract you from looking within and being in awareness and command of your own frequency. They will use everything that they can. If your eyes can lay upon it, you need to be asking what they're, what it is potentially doing to you, not just looking at it and allowing it to go into your subconscious mind and do whatever they programmed it to do to you. So knowing this, right? Knowing that they can use anything that they want in this matrix to trigger you and to control your emotions and amplify and give power to their matrix and their agendas. Imagine at this point, how many things that you have helped them do in their evil agendas without even knowing without even knowing because we've talked about this if you don't know who you are at the core of who you are and you haven't found god inside yourself there's no possible way that you have truth and there's no possible way that you could not be destruction so you're only aiding the chaos you're only aiding the matrix yeah that's why it's so important to have the self-awareness. You need to know what, when you speak, what it's doing to someone else. You need to know when you, what, when you act, what it's doing to someone else. You need to know what it's doing to you for you to even know what it's doing to someone else. That's the only way you find awareness of anything is how is it affecting you? How is the words that I'm saying affecting me? I triggered myself so much because God was telling me all these things in my head that I didn't want to hear because it meant that I had to do things that were painful, which were that would grow me. And it wasn't painful. It was just uncomfortable. And people, they confuse their lack of comfortability with pain. Pain 
actually hurts. One of my uncomfortability triggers, is just uneasiness for a minute. <laughs> one of my 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 triggers was when we first decided to leave Arizona back in 2018, and it was dropping everything. And what I realized it's, it wasn't like just dropping like things; it was the convenience. And it was things you've had for some things since you were. I, I was holding on to clothes that like I had for years beforehand because of the convenience of I didn't need to go out and get any other ones. It was just. I just wear them and it'd be good. And nobody said anything. Um, I had a gym. I had a routine. That dog. I know. Barking like crazy. But I had a routine. I had everything structured and uh, I knew what I was doing in that bubble. So like when we were making moves across the country, it was it was triggering my lower self because it was it wasn't something that I was used to. I had to learn to let go. And, and trust and it's not a comfortable feeling I didn't really talk a lot nor did I have anything to really say because it was a very it was like more to, it was just a learning process so I didn't I was doing Facebook lives all the time I was doing marketing and eventually I kind of just cut back on it because I had nothing to say it would go against what I was learning it would go against the things that I was well, doing when we first met yeah when we were traveling and I remember when I first met you and I was and you, you had asked me a question about my life or whatever, or what all this was. And I drew it on your whiteboard in your room. And I'm sitting there waiting on the, on his reaction to be like, you've lost your fucking mind. What are you even talking about? But he goes, makes sense. It all makes sense. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> well, then the reason is, and that's, that's because of entrepreneurship and sports. I always remained coachable. I always knew I didn't know everything. And I, I had that, I had the tendency of, I'm not going to sit here and be strong in an argument on anything because I know I could potentially be wrong. I knew I didn't know everything. So I would, if I ever had a disagreement with anybody or they, they went against what I had said, instead of just trying to defend what I had known, I would sit there and I would, I would hear them out. I'd be like, I need to know why you think like that. And that was just, that was something that I learned through the, my life. So when you said the things that you said to me, I, Again, I was just going through what I normally do. I heard what you had said and I would listen to see if it resonated. And when you showed me that picture of what you drew, I was already on that path of like looking up like the ancient civilizations, a sacred geometry, like how like even just flat earth in general. I was looking at a bunch of things and she showed me that. So I was like, okay, like it makes sense. Do I understand it fully? No, I don't. But like it, it resonates with things that I have been looking into. And it makes sense to me of what you had said. So, of course, I I took it and it made it more of like an internal journey for me to find out what she was talking about and what you were talking about. And because I didn't know, the only thing I could do was I had to I had to go on the journey. I had to figure it out. I couldn't. And if I would have went against what she had said, I'd, I would have been a hypocrite. And I would have gone out knowing that the things I was doing was toxic, that I was influencing people in the wrong way to go do things that they probably weren't meant to do. I'd be taking them out of alignment doing that. So it's like, I had no choice. <laughs> I was on a knees moment. That's what I had. She's like, we're leaving in 2018. We were, uh, I was living. now mind you, we had only known each other for like two months or something at this point. Yeah, we were, it was 2018, August and she was talking about a live about how if something is put in, this is something we talk about all the time. If it's meant to be in your life, it'll be there easily. You don't have to try. It will stay in your life. 
But if something's not not meant to be in your life, it'll force its way out no matter what. It'll always yeah, be a the problem. Yeah, the pieces won't come together to yep. effortly make it. And I was using the example of if you can't pay your rent, your the rent money's not just automatically coming, then it's God showing you that you're not in the right location and you need to let go of that place and everything and just move to where God is telling you to go so it'll open up and bring you back into flow. And that's when she told us after doing that live, she had that realization and she's like, shit. This is this live was meant for us. <laughs> hey guys, let's have a quick meeting. And she told us what she was saying, and the ultimate word came to be: sell, pack up your shit. We're leaving in thirty six hours. Like it, it was literally like a day and a half. And I had to go into my room and sit and like contemplate because I was about to just drop every and then not just like leave the house. I mean, like I was in, I was in uh, Arizona for the last year. I had built friendships. I had built businesses. I had, um, I had my routines. I had my habits, I had my food, I had the stores. I had everything like moved right there. It was, everything was great. And I had to drop all of it. To go and, with someone he barely knew, but it get, all made sense. And I remember explaining to my friends, they're like, what are you doing? Like, they thought he lost his mind. They thought I lost my mind. They're like, bro, you see like, with my what are you sure bro like what like i was like i can't pr i can't say anything against it. it i was like i i couldn't even tell them why it was just like it just makes sense i don't know how to tell you this but i have to do this for me i got making this, this decision and i dropped it all and they were all just shocked and eventually they came too but looking back on it now they're all demons they're and they're not that he's not calling you they're guys because you're gonna be listening demon, to this. He's, eventually, he's but not saying you're a demon. He's meaning that you have demonic actions, choices. You, you have demons inside of you, and your choices have left let them stay there. Yeah, they let they they made choices that were demonic and toxic and flesh driven. And it's now looking at it, I'm glad I made that made the move because they were trying to convince me. But these people also, no offense to you guys you weren't really mounted to much. Everybody had a positive mindset. Everybody had the will to, to better themselves and grow, but it was in the wrong area. It was growing financially, money-driven, um, flesh-driven. So it wasn't something that I could follow. Yeah, I, I remember because I wasn't, you know, I... She wasn't my, as sexy as she is now. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a state where I was overweight. Like, I... She does. She she was really big, but she yeah, I was killing it in the gym. I was close to two hundred pounds when we met. Yeah, like and so there was no flesh attraction, and and for them they were like, bro, you could have like anyone. What are you was, even thinking? When she met me, I was, <laughs> I was in really good physical shape. Like I was hands down the best shape in my life. I was strong. I was like two forty five, pushing two fifty, like. My bench was up. My deadlift was up. My squat. I was a, just a big dude. And I'm 6'2", six 6'3", six in shoes. So, I mean, I was, they, they thought, they looked at me and they're like, dude, you can have any girl in the world. And I knew I could, but I just wasn't in that zone. I'm a very, remember, I grew up fat. I grew up a fat kid. So my self-esteem was not, I wasn't super confident when it came to the ladies. So, but it wasn't anything that bothered me anyway, because I already knew that if I did what I loved, I'd find the woman of my dreams, no matter what. I was like a principal in my life. Same here. And she fell into my, she, I didn't even recognize her at first. We weren't looking at each other any, any sort of way. It was, 
Hey, what up? And that's I'm the, Ryan. Nice to meet you. That's like, the beautiful part <laughs> that's about it. the twin. Like everybody thinks that they're going to recognize their person because they look good to their flesh. And that's how you can recognize that it's not your person. If you are attracted to their flesh, it, you're, when you meet your twin, you, it's literally you don't recognize each other in the flesh. Your souls will recognize each other. By you being yourself. Yeah. And that because there is no flesh attraction, there's no veil between you. There's no anybody acting a certain way to do to anything. Impress somebody yeah, or... It's just like, it is what it is and it'll be what it'll be. And mm. then you've recognized like us, we recognize that we had the same thoughts about everything, finishing each other's statements without even trying to the same feelings about everything. And we started, it to... was very like, I was like, what the fuck? Dude? <laughs> like no one else thinks like this. Like you're crazy. Like you're <laughs> me. Like we're literally the same person we would i was shocked i was shook because i because i didn't understand it fully i was still this is twin flame aspect was so new to me so i was like how is this even possible <laughs> like so it makes sense so like, you know everything that i do everything i think and say you you get it you're there and vice versa yeah so it was really fucking crazy so that's when it was like that's when we started waking up to each other like there's more to this mm-hmm. yeah and that's when i started taking the i started taking the leaps because like i felt that I felt the 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 power between us and the the strength between us, and then I also was just like, and that that was one of the things that you led me to make that jump because you had shown me that that possibility. I was like the fact that we were already thinking the same thing, like that already was something that was impressing me. So I was like, all right, there's something there. I don't know what, but we gotta. I want to, you know, dig deeper into it. And that's when we took that leap, and we we dropped everything, and it was super uncomfortable because I didn't want to do it but i knew i had to do it and if i didn't do it i'd be a hypocrite and i just i would eat it myself it would just sit there and be like the fuck did i just do like and it would and by the time she they would have left i would have been there by myself it was literally they all leave and me sit at the house by myself with no money to pay for it and it just would have been a shitty situation and i just wasn't ready for it so but that that whole journey led me down the path we traveled across the country multiple times stopped in plenty of states met random people who were toxic as fuck, but learned a lot of things in there. Um, and it was just the triggering of my lower self to wake me up from the things that I had thought were right so that I could make the proper adjustments and the right choices to get me out of that way of thinking. And it took me a, a year or two. Um, and this, I was still learning the process of how we're contemplating everything now, how we talk, what the way we articulate things. Like I was in that process of understanding it and it, it just showed me the truth. And I would see, we, I remember we were heavily into watching movies and that seeing with hearing what she had said and then watching movies and then watching like YouTube channel, all of it like painted, took all these puzzle pieces from everywhere that, because in, in the world, they have to give you truth. There's truth in everything, but they diversify it. They give you piece of, pieces they of it. They compartmentalize movies, it. Right? So because I was watching all of these things and looking at, hearing what she had said, I knew the things she was saying was the truth. And I knew the things that she had told me about how all of them online are disinformation, but they put truth out there. So I was like, I got to see all this. So I hear what she said. And then when I'd watch a movie or watch a video and I would plug the pieces that made sense together. And I started having these, aha moments and then what really tied everything together what what started me like on the massive aha moment is when we were in colorado Colorado. i know where you're going with this we were in colorado and i tripped acid for the first time and 
you can say whatever you want about acid or LSD, whatever we you want to know, call it. We but know that it is not. It's not something it's that we not just, high don't vibration. take acid, bro. No, it's not from heaven. It's not high vibrational at all. It's an artificial high. It's an artificial awakening, yeah. temporary it's awakening. Chemicals. It's just a chemical but, release. But he had to go on his journey and, and learn these things. I found my truth without any alteration. And then when everybody fucking... kept when everybody kept saying, how do you know this if you've never tripped? How do you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I've got to go see what everybody's even talking about, because like they've only found their awakening through these things that were temporary. So let's go see. And so when the first time that I ever did it, I had to take 10 stamps. My first time. Everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. And I stand by the way, if you've never done acid, one stamp will get you tripping for 10 hours. So she took 10 of those. <laughs> like, because I didn't feel anything and nothing changed from my most reality. Most people would die or freak or over. Like, I don't know. That's it's insane. My everyday experience is a fucking trip all yeah, the time. I don't, need an, I don't need nothing to alter me to get me there. God took me there alone. You can get that high just by doing being in alignment with God. Shut yeah. up. Because it's when you're in alignment everything around you just works out so perfectly like it you have no words for it because it there is no words for it it's god just showing you everything that's working out and you're just sitting there in bliss like this is insane like <laughs> how did this work <laughs> i was on one algorithm that algorithm came into play fucking two plus two equals four and boom i'm, I'm in bliss <laughs> like that's how it played out but going back to it when i took the asset that was like a fucking rocket launch dude that like really like made that all the really pieces put, come yeah, together i remember put, i was able to like super think like i was able to literally see everything my frontal lobe was going off like crazy all the things i had watched all the feelings that i had felt everything started making sense and with the tripping you know they say when you move your hands like you see like the streaks and whatnot like all i, I started understanding the ether i'm like holy fuck like all this this i'm moving my hands i'm seeing the streaks i'm like we're in it this is the ether I'm understanding. I started watching uh, KR, uh, KRS-One. If you guys don't know who KRS-One is, he's a, that's the sound of the police. Woo, woo. That's just, He's a rapper from the 90s and whatnot. So um, in 80s and 90s. And he was has videos on YouTube where he's explaining that you are not the flesh. You are not the physical. This is not you. This body is just an avatar. He said, you are the internal being within the spiritual makes so like when you are able to like, for example, and I want you guys to try this. His example is holding up a symbol called rockstar, the energy drink company rockstar. He's like, I want everybody to say this word rockstar. And they all say it rockstar, rockstar. And they're all just, just reiterating the word. And he's like, okay, you guys all said it. You know how to say it. Now I want you to say rockstar, but now say it to yourself in your mind. He said on count of three, one, two, three. And he's like, all of you just said rock star. You heard it, you felt it, you understood it, yet nobody else heard you say it. What is that? And he explains that voice that you heard but didn't physically hear with your ears, that is you. That is the, the consciousness, the, the, the soul, the spiritual being inside of the flesh, that is you. And I, well, I was on acid hearing that. So I heard that. I heard all the things she was saying. I heard all the things I learned. He was sitting put in it a together chair and going, I was like, oh my God. That's when the quote came in where it's like, you're not a, a human being having a spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being, have a human experience. And I was like, fucking A, like this thing is a, 
is a simulation, dude. I am here because I chose to be here. I am experiencing what it's like to be a human. And I'm, I was super grateful because I'm like, you know how lucky you have to be to be a fucking human? Like of all the things not in the world. Not a human. You're a, not a, a hue of a man. You're a real man. To be a man, to be of the creation of God itself. I was like, dude, I was so emotional. I didn't cry, but I was so happy because I finally understood it. It, it hit me. It stayed home. And I'll never forget that feeling. And you know, and go ahead. that is what set the foundation for me. Because once I got that grasp of it, everything else I had learned, if it didn't resonate with that, I knew it wasn't, it wasn't of God. It wasn't. And I, at the time, I couldn't even say God. I had to he say universe. Say it I was saying the universe. And, and most people understand. I, I transitioned. My, my past was religion. I was a Catholic. I got um, communion. I did uh, uh, confirmation. I did all that. But I wasn't because I liked it. It was just everyone else was doing it. So I did it. But I didn't really care to go to church. I didn't, I didn't like the whole ceremony of everybody. Oh, like getting to eat the body of Christ, drink the wine. Like it was cool for a little bit when I was younger. Cause like, of course you're younger, everything's fun. But like, I just didn't care to go continue to do it. Cause I was living my life. So when I got started to wake up to all this, I still had to figure out how to go about saying it. And that's when the universe popped in my head and uh, my life. And I started studying it. And that's when I was like, okay, like the universe, the law of attraction manifestation, I get it. And so I didn't say God for, for years. I, I, I just recently, I would say last year, beginning of last year is when I started getting comfortable saying God and it took me a year and a half, almost two. So, but it set the foundation for me to really dive in deeper and really grasp more ideas. And I started seeing more truths and everything playing out. So I was able to articulate what, and then when we started the class, all these things that I had revelations about all the things I had watched and listened to and read, I was able to talk. And the way we, we operate is, when we do the class, she channels, right? She, she releases all this information that most people wouldn't really grasp. So the way for me that I would articulate it is I, I, if I'm somebody, I want to be able to get myself, my other self to understand the things she was saying. I broke it down from a matrix perspective. So I, I took all the things that people had seen in the media, in, in movies, in uh, like podcasts, YouTube video, whatever. I would take the things that a lot of people were used to in the world and I would take the truths from them and I would break it down so that no, you would, would break it. You, you would, what he had to do, because most of you are so accustomed to complication in your life. And I'm, yeah, he had to complicate it because I speak so simply because if it's not simple, it's not life. It's not God. But it's her not words truth. are so deep. The sim more I, simple it is, the more deep it is. Yes, I can say in one sentence, millions of years of information. Yeah. And so he has to complicate that up so that people that don't know the depth of what I'm saying can actually have a bridge to hear what I'm saying. But they still don't know what I'm saying, even if they hear it until they have experienced what I'm saying. I give them a visual aid. I, I allow them to see it because I understood that telling it's for marketing. I understood if you were able to tell a story and get people to see. But that's reality. We, we're we all visual I know, learners. We, but I, I learned that I from speak, doing marketing. I can't even understand somebody that's talking unless there's a visual with it. And no one else can understand what anybody else is saying without that visual. Without the visual, there is no meaning to the word. You know what, what I'm she, saying? Like, what you were saying then, it just, I didn't see people getting that visual because I knew they were yeah. going to complicate it or just sit there looking at you like, 
because they had nothing to, to tie it to. You're saying such simple words that have deep meaning, but they have no experience. They have nothing in their life that just gives them that, oh yeah, I know what they're talking about. Some people did, but not all people. So I just, I, I took what she said, complicated it by going into the world and took multiple ver- versions of movies and, and real life scenarios and all these things that people witness in the, in the matrix and formulated it by taking the words that she said and painted a visual for the words that she had said. And they would be able to get it. And they'd be like, oh, wow, that makes sense. So now they got the understanding, the aha moment of it, but they had yet to actually experience it. So that's the information that they would get. They had the visual. Now they get it. Now they, the test really comes after the class got done for them to go out into the real world without having to hear us speak every week to actually see if they could hear it. And that's when the testimony started coming in. Like, you wouldn't believe what just happened to me. Like, my life did a, a complete 360 in just three days. Three days. Like, you go, it was like I just watched that class and boom, it, my life, it's completely different. Like, people were having immediate changes. And that's when the class really, really started to blow and that's, up. And that's the thing. God told me that when I was speaking his word, that no man would be able to deny it because it would, he would show them in their reality exactly what I was saying. Even if they walked away denying it, thinking that I was crazy, he would show them exactly what I said. It would play out exactly like I said it because it's him saying it, not me, Just first off. Too, yeah. and, and he let me know. He's like, Just keep saying it because they're going to see it. <laughs> regardless they can't run from the truth they will know you by your truth so that's why i just kept on going and a lot of times i get looked at like i'm egotistical i'm cocky i'm a dictator i'm this or that but i'm not i'm just very in tune with god and we work side by side at his right hand there i sit and i and i just do what he tells me only and i will not falter i will not waver i will not um, negotiate. I will not step over the line into hell with anyone for anyone for any reason. He requires us when we have chosen his kingdom that we stand post and that by default, when people see that you're living in bliss and living in heaven and walking in alignment with God, they're like, well, I want that. I want to do that. And they start reaching up and asking how they can get there. Yep. So uh, all of this where we're all where we're at today it came from the we both in our lives took that leap of uncertainty knowing that our lower selves would be triggered so when you are going through like the point of this whole podcast right here not just the overall part but this specific episode is we're talking about the lower triggers and when you get triggered you have to use that as a tool and don't get just triggered because you just have to train your, your body and your mind that the moment you feel some type of way from somebody saying something, you have to really think before talking about and before saying anything emotionally, where is that coming from? And it takes practice. It takes, it take, it's not something that's easy at first because you have to actually sit there. Like I had to sit there in quietness for like 20 minutes just to be able to, to really think about what's going on. I'd take a walk. I, I wouldn't talk. I would just just sit there in my own mind, just really thinking about everything that like would cause me this. And I would eventually come to that conclusion. I'd share it with her. And that's one thing you guys have to do is don't just sit here and boggle it in your mind and then be, realize what's going on and not say anything about it. Like talk, you know, express how you're feeling, where it's coming you from. Have to so, release that, it. so whoever you're talking to can understand where you're coming from. And that's, it's a healthy relationship. So 
the triggers are only there to, to, to trigger your lower self so that you can become your higher self. You yeah, have to that. realize where all of this darkness is coming from. It's most of it's from your childhood. To, to it stems all the way back to childhood and past life experiences. Yeah. But the triggers of the lower self, like he said, they guide you. They're, They're your guides tool, to yeah. your darkness that needs <laughs> light shined on it so you can recognize it and heal it. That you have soul wounds that need to be healed. And if you don't heal them, you're not going to recognize when you're reacting to the world around you from that wound and that triggered state and just in defense mode and attack mode instead of like instead of doing the work of, hey, what is this for? Using it. And I tell people all the time, if I trigger you, cool, awesome, amazing. Use that as a tool to help you recognize yourself instead of running away from me. Because in the end, I'm inevitable. You're going to become come back to me. And, and that goes for everyone in the entire world. In the end, you're going to come back to this truth, no matter how much you want to deny it when you hear it, no matter how much you want to say it's something other than it's not. God did not give me anything other than his truth and his message, his word. And it's never going to change. His word is finite and there's not any way around it and if there was a way around it i can damn sure tell you i would have found it <laughs> because i was so determined to find a way around it so that i could stay as my lower self and still enjoy there the things no of my flesh that i didn't want to get rid of yeah. but that's not how this works you that's not why you're that. here and i had to yeah get over my own bullshit i had to face it and every day I'm constantly in my own head, even though I'm in the present moment, even in the present moment, I'm going, okay, what I just did, how could I have handled that? Was that from my lower self or higher self? But I don't stay in this constant state where I'm analyzing myself so much that I can't even act. Don't do that. People do that. They're like, well, if I go this way or that way, I'm going to mess up and I'm going to get out of alignment. It's okay. Because when you start your ascension, you're going to get out of alignment over and over again yeah, that's perfect. how you're learning your tune you're learning your discernment you're not back be perfect. And, yeah back and forth back and forth figuring it out but the more that it happens the more times you have these experiences the more you learn and that if you're willing because there's a lot of people that go through the same shit over and over again and they refuse to even look at the fact that they're even a common denominator in all of it and they live in denial and 50 years later, they're still going through the same thing. And they're in so much suffering and turmoil that they're hateful. And they, they just are just an ass to everybody around them. And they just hate life and they hate people and all this stuff is because they hate themselves and they don't even realize it. You can't, you only project something. If you feel it internally, it comes, it comes from something you, you, if you hate, if you say you hate somebody that means you hate yourself because you'd have to know what hate is in order for it to be even the thing yeah so you have to be able to have hated you in order to hate somebody else because if you don't hate yourself what how could you hate somebody else you can't it's a unhealed trauma anything you project out you are projecting because that is what you are internally going through if you are if you are trying to get at somebody, you're mad at somebody, or you're trying to scare someone into doing something, it's because you yourself are scared. You are scared of something. 
So in order for you to bypass that feeling, you make other people feel it so that you don't have to feel it. You'd rather instill fear in other people instead of figure out why you have fear yourself. If you're super happy, what else? It's a common thing. If you're super happy, what do you want everyone else to be? Super happy. You're jumping up and down. You're having fun. You, the first thing you want to do, you want to go tell everybody about how, why you're so happy and you want them to feel happy because you want them experiencing it with you. So obviously, if you are feeling any other emotion, you're, you project that into other people. If you're sad or low vibrational, if you don't even say anything, someone else is by default feeling that and you're not even saying anything. Like I could sit here all depressed and out of energy. And she'll know exactly when I'm out of whack. I'll know exactly when she's out of whack. She doesn't say shit. I'll just know it. It's the same thing that with everybody. One of the things that we immediately noticed about each other is that we could feel every little thing that the other one was feeling on a very large scale. Yeah, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like all of this stuff that you project outwards, it comes from something in you. It doesn't just come from nothing. You're not just pissed off at somebody because you just, they just messed up. You're pissed off at something at yourself. And you don't want to admit that it's usually a fault or whatnot. Um, maybe something you're not taking responsibility when you're, like, for. When you're mad at someone else that did something to you, but the real reason you're mad is that you were, you allowed your guard down and you allowed them in and you made the choice to be in that situation to begin it usually with. Comes and back, back and you don't fault. want to accept the fact that you're at fault for even being there. Yeah. And so the, the resentment and the anger gets even stronger because the more you deny, the stronger that you're going to have those emotions I mean, towards something that was the illusion of the truth. That's usually actually what it really comes down to is if you're pissed off at something, it's because you allowed it to happen. It's And people don't want to accept that. They allow everything is your fault, no matter what. Great, every, if something is amazing in your life, that's your your fault. It's your consequences of the choices that you made. It's a great, it's a good consequence. If you're pissed off or you're sad or you're mad and things not working out, you because you, you made the wrong choices. It's your fault and that's the part that you have to get back to that's actually what all triggers are, are stemming back to is it was your fault now when you accept that where did the fault start where did it come from what choice did i make that is making me feel this so i can figure out how not to feel this again you have to it's essentially what it comes back to it's just everything is your fault when you can, when you're triggered and you can get to that place first, then you can see clearly where it comes from. You have to calm yourself down first. You can't yeah. see if you're emotional and all. Yeah, you definitely cannot. You see. can't see clearly where it's coming from. You're, you're, you're not even taking the time to even analyze where it could come from when you're yeah. emotional. You're just going right for the attack. And it's automatically the other <laughs> persons or other things fault because you're just so pissed off. You want to take it out on somebody, but you can't see that you're pissed off because you allowed something to happen. You made a choice and it ended up going that route. That it's like a domino effect. You make that one choice and boom, 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 boom. It ended up hitting that. And it came back to you tenfold. Everything that you had caused, it just came back to you in one instant and it just ruined everything. But yeah. it's a little, it adds up over time, but yeah, just getting back to knowing that it's all your fault. And when you're able to calm down from that aspect, then you could think logically and see everything around you from the God view, the God view. And know what caused it and make the decision, alter it so you don't go through it again. And that's how you sift through your triggers. So you know that the lower self is, it's the tool. Yeah. It's the tool to remind you to that it's your fault. It, it, <laughs> it's literally just 
it's the whack-a-mole, but don't whack the mole. Yeah. When it comes up, hey, all right, let's look at it. Like a hologram showed up in front of you. Analyze it. See what it's about. Where is it stemming from? Your lower self-triggers, as we've said, are the guides. And then you have your higher self-triggers, which we're not even going to talk about today. But I will say one thing about it is your higher self triggers are the ones that you pull the trigger on. They're the things that you understand and know are not for the greatest and highest good for all of God's kingdom. You know that they are demonic and you will not tolerate them. That is a trigger of the higher self. And when you're triggered of the higher self and you go to re respond from that place, you're not reacting to it. You're just flat out telling it as it is of why you're not tolerating it in your vicinity. And those that don't know the difference between the higher and the lower self triggers just come from the lower self being triggered. And they're like, you're just angry with me. And it's not even that. It's just, I'm not, not going to tolerate it. Yep. Not going to put myself down there in hell with you. So we pretty much hit on those two slides that we were talking about. It's just like 83. That's pretty much what Yeah, we're... I know. And I was going to go into that and then we'll be done with this episode. Yeah. All right. So just some things that you can do to um, protect yourself from not even, not even protect yourself from being triggered because you don't want to protect yourself from being triggered. Like it's very necessary. Triggered. It's very necessary for you to do it because you can't recognize what is dark and wounded inside of you without the trigger showing it to you. But just things that you can do to help yourself along the way. Um, sleep affirmations. If you can record your own voice with some kind of one frequency, not two because they'll cancel the other one out, but one frequency that is a healing frequency, 432, 528, something like that. And your voice speaking positive affirmations because when you're asleep, your subconscious mind is taking in everything. There is no conscious alert and on that could distract your subconscious from taking in what is happening. So it's a way for you to put positive affirmation into your own mind and what's more powerful to command the cells of your body than your own voice because your body knows who its commander is. Yep. I can't speak to your body and tell it what to do. It's going to be like, who, who the fuck are you? You're not my commander. Yeah. He's my this. commander. <laughs> when he tells me to do it, I will do it. <laughs> yeah. So the best thing you can do is, you know, use your own voice when you're wanting to do something like that. If you guys listen to affirmations, make your own. Um, <clears throat> no cable or television, news media consumption or anything like that until you understand what it's doing to you. Once you understand what it's doing to you, you can go back in and critically think and have it. logic and no emotion, no attachment to what you're seeing and look through it with x-ray vision. You're not just experiencing it anymore. You're seeing it for what it is. So you, therefore it can't do anything to you. Um, same thing for marketing and advertising. If you guys don't know anything about marketing and advertising, I truly suggest going to study it just so you can understand how they use it against you in every single day. Oh, I know how they use We know We both know how they use it because we were in that industry. Yeah, we were in the industry, and neither of us had any intention of bad to anyone. We didn't even under, Yeah, we didn't even understand at the time what we were doing. We just knew that we were marketing, and we were trying to make, make a life for ourselves and all of that. But God woke me up to that marketing, and 
showed me like there can be a, a place where you can be conscious of what is being marketed to you without it affecting you or driving you to react or make a choice that you would never make. Like if I put out my class, I don't mass market that. I don't do anything like that. Word of mouth does whatever. It speaks for itself. I don't need to go entice you to take my class. I'm here just offering truth. You're offering assistance. I'm not going out of my way to come get you and drag you to it either. Not going to happen. I don't need to do so. And if I go out to market to you, then I'm going to deal with a bunch of you that don't give a shit and are going to waste my time. Why would I do that to myself? And a lot of people that are in marketing don't realize that that's what they're doing to themselves. They're draining themselves. They're bringing, a, they're like traffic is king, but to, to me, it's not. Quality is king. I would rather have, you know, somebody that's going to respect my time, my energy, my life force, and actually be willing to do the work than someone who is going to sit here and debate me. And not that I can't handle a debate, but it's just like, what is the fucking point when it's finite truth? There's no debate when it's truth. I will have a conversation with you all day long and I will help you come to the, to God every moment that I possibly can. That's what I love to do. But I'm not, if I just, if we went out and marketed everybody, we would have a flood of, of people that we can't even talk to have a conversation with. Cause they're just That's, not on the same vibration. No, right? they're not. And then so anyway, I'm stressful. Yeah. So that's one reason why we did the interview process the way we did and the assessment the way we did so that we could see where people were and be like, well, we're not giving time to this right now. When they, you know, get out of their ego and have a little bit more humility, then we'll work with them. But we're not going to subject ourselves to abuse by someone that doesn't even know what they're doing and thinks that they do. Um, another one consuming only conscious content that's a hard one when you're in a matrix that tries to keep all the content in it unconscious yeah so conscious content are you know things that are going to make you aware of yourself that's the type of things you want to fill your mind with turn off the tv if you have a tv start streaming conscious content becoming aware of everything that you're doing so why yourself that three little word is very powerful why 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 did I think that? Why did I do that? Why did I feel that? Why did I say that? Because the more that you ask your own the only consciousness, you really these things are how you unlock the truth inside you. If you go out and ask somebody else why you did that, they're going to tell you their perception of why they would have done it. And your own consciousness is not going to reply to you and give you an answer. I remember when I was asking, when I realized this technique, because I was doing it to myself, I had 16 pages of notes that were all just questions. And I would question myself. Every question that I wrote down, I would ask it. And I was pacing back and forth, back and forth. And it forced my synapse to fire faster. It forced me to go deeper into the Akashic records. It, and in what it did was it, it, like we were seeing on the flash last night, why I got all beside myself about that moment because that moment, that what he was doing where he could predict future outcomes and he could see how people were going to react he and how conversations were going to go. That's my normal life. I can predict everything that's going to happen in front of me, but it was from questioning myself. Yeah. The more I did that, the deeper it took me into me, which is into God. 
Um, another one, clean out your diet. Guys, this is a huge one. Stop eating because, bullshit. Because you are putting a cloud, you're putting a veil in between you and your soul, in between you and God. You can't hear him. You can't feel him. You can't follow him. None of that because you're so clouded with all of this bullshit that's very low vibe. It was created from hell, not heaven. So therefore, if it's inside your body, it lowers your resonant frequency and takes you into hell with it. No matter how much you want to justify the food you're eating. Yeah, those Oreos and those chocolate chip cookies and that ice cream and, you know, that cheesecake and, you know, that the pizza, bur the burger, all the dairy and the meat and all this stuff like cool. Have at it all you want to. But the tr finite truth behind it is that it's coming from a from hell, not heaven. And you are what you eat. So if you consume hell, you're going to be hell. And it may not even, you may not even be aware of it because you don't know the, the, the parameters of hell. You don't know the operations of hell. So you don't know the characteristics of it. Therefore, if you're emulating it, embodying it, and projecting it, you don't even know that you're doing it. It's just normal to you. Um, another one is being in a constant state of observing and noticing instead of a state of reaction. Which is what we were just saying of yeah. like how you got to get right before. As you get triggered, you have to get into that space. Just, okay, observing where this comes from. Like you have to get emotionless. Emotionless. Yeah, emotionless. You need to essentially just come to a state of clear calm calmness so that you could take that view and observe where all of this stemmed from. Where is it coming from? Why, 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 why? Until you figure it out. Might not be easy at first because it's actually not going to be easy at first because there's going to be a lot of things that you think are true that are not true that are going to cloud you from actually finding the real answer. And if you're far away from the truth with a lot of veils, when you ask why, it's going to try and throw a false reason in front of you. Yeah. And you got to ask that reason why. And then it's going to try and throw another false thing that you've instilled inside of you as the reason. And then you got to ask that reason why mm -hmm. after you ask all those reasons inside of you that try to present themselves to you as truth, why they are the truth, you'll find that you don't have an answer. When you get to that point, that's when you're going to start finding the truth because you'll realize that everything inside of you was a lie the same way that I did. If I could not answer why to every single question that I was ever asked, I didn't have the truth. Most of you are just getting this information and retaining it or re reiterating it from somebody else. So when you say something, is it coming from your experience and your things that you went through? Oh, this is so big about why I won't listen to things. You literally have to force me to listen to something when yep. he sees something that he knows I'll resonate with. I don't want those people's words coming out of my mouth. I only want God coming out of my mouth. So I, I just... I closed my ears. I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't show me. <laughs> I use it as a tool to just understand how to break down things that she's saying. And eventually I, I haven't been looking into anything actually yeah. recently. Like I, I don't study anything. You're anymore. more solid than you've ever been. Yeah. It's just a matter of, well, it's because I've gotten to that point now where I just understand that it's all a based algorithm. And right? you've been through enough and shit to not, yeah. to where you're just over the illusion. Like anything else, like, yeah, I would love to understand more aspects about how this, the world, not the world, but like, you know, 
the earth and how it operates. You know, I, I love Tesla. I love electromagnetism. Like that stuff interests me and I'll go into detail on that, but it's not like I'm going to go look for how to argue with somebody else about why this makes sense or why I'm not, I'm not there to conform anybody or to get them to change their ways. It's just a matter of I'm just doing it for myself and for knowledge for future things that I, I already know I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to prove anybody. I'm not trying to use that as an argument for anything. It's just a way to advance my knowledge, advance my, uh, my thinking and have me see different things for, in different ways to, to combine them. But I've been doing, I did so much research and almost other stuff on, my, on outside of myself. Then I had to go and do the work inside of myself. Now I just understand that I can see in somebody is acting some way and I can essentially just know that it's coming from this, this, or this. It's coming, you, it's coming from the simplicity of it. The simplicity of it is that we can tell in a split second, what dimension you are operating in. That's just the simple. Are you in heaven or hell? Okay. Well, you made that choice out of fear. So that's hell. So by default, anything you made that choice out of lust, that's hell. Like somebody comes to us and is like, well, yeah, I got this job because you know, I was scared I wasn't going to get enough money to, you know, fend for my family. So I'm like, okay, so you got that job out of fear. You're not going to keep that job. No, it's going to fall apart. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm going to, this is like my dream job. But like, but you just told me that you got a job in general because you, you were scared of not having money. Like that whole yeah. decision is out of fear. You are not going to keep that job. And a hundred percent. Simplicity. That's the simplest way. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, they don't believe it works. at first and they they go in spite to go prove us wrong and then they come back after it all fell apart going Broken. well it it happened what you said happened how did you know that it happened because, because it's, it's simple it's an algorithm it, it's math it's or hell. <laughs> and now when if we had more details upon what somebody's doing in their life we can tell them specifically there's how going choices- to be there's going I, I had a vision of it earlier god was showing me the um assessment that uh is about to come flowing out of me that is going to give someone the ability if they really want to find out what dimension they're in you'll be able to fill out this assessment and it'll calculate it'll formulate and tell you what percentage of hell and what percentage of heaven you are acting as but you have to be completely vulnerable and transparent in the answers that's how we 100 honest regardless no judgments we're not going to be looking at it this is only for you for you to be able to tell and it's for for those of you that want to know because if you really truly care about the state of being in the of in the condition of things for all of us and you're ready to get rid of all this chaos then you're going to want to know that you're going to want to it in what it he was showing me is that it's not only going to show you hey you're 83 percent in heaven and you know, the, the rest in hell is going to go, these are the attributes that you have, that have kept you in heaven. And these are the attributes that have kept you in hell. And, and when you identify what they are, you're able to go work on those things. So it makes yeah. it even easier for you to go through your ascension. That's all. And I'm do. excited about that. We literally just look at somebody, when somebody comes to us for help, literally we ask them questions about what they've done. Like, okay, so where do you do it? Why are you, why do you, what are you doing right now that's making you feel this way? Well, I'm doing this because I, I don't know. I'm not even, I can't even think of anything. But essentially we're just seeing that their, that their choices that they've made that are getting it, that are, that got them into the problem as to why they're coming to us in the first place. We got to see why they made those uh, choices. And we, we just go right to the emotion. Were you scared when you made the choice? 
you know, was it something that aligned when you made the choice? Like we just go right to that because that will tell us everything right there. Okay. Well, you made it out of fear. Uh, you made it out of uh, lack. You, you felt like you weren't going to get enough. I mean, honestly, it always just stems back to fear. Most of the is just fear. All of it's actually. Just yeah. Fear. Lack comes from fear. Yeah. Cause any, like, any doubt, doubt, comes from doubt is fear. All, where of all of it is just fear. Fear is like the number one. It's thing. fear or faith. Those are the only two things that you are basing your choices off of. Yeah. So that's, that's good. That's it. Yeah. Fear gonna- as in hell, faith as in heaven. If you made it out of fear. Something's gonna collapse. I don't know what it is. It's just not something in your life's gonna fall apart. Yeah, seriously. Look what at is the it? look at the I things that you just <laughs> gonna fall apart. <laughs> whoever you are out there that this message is for right now, look at the things that you just accepted into your life or the offers that you just took or the relationships you just got in or whatever it is, and ask yourself, was it fear that drove you there or faith and identify it? And then once you identify it, be ready to take action on it because a lot of people will identify it and then they'll try to find other ways to justify they'll why they were there yeah. so that they can keep it instead of doing the work that God asked them to do to get in alignment with him, meaning you have to let go of the things that were not. And you guys know it. exactly what choice you made the very beginning. We all do. You just want to hide it because you want to be right. And you want to be comfortable. You have to let it? go. It's more so that it's it's uncomfortable. For me, I stayed in a horrible, toxic relationship for years because I was scared of being alone. Most people are going to make a decision based off of that fear and keep themselves in a situation that's going to create more things for them to fear than to face it, let it go, and say, okay, I'm here to embrace whatever is coming next. I don't know what it is, but it's got to be better than what I've been dealing with. Yep. So right. that's it. That was a, good, that was a class. And, well, <laughs> straight up class, but thanks for hopping on for this episode. We will be back next time. Brought to you by Dodge. No, no, no not at all. No, brought, not brought to you by God. Brought to you by God. G-O-D. Get yours today. <laughs> Have faith in you. All right, guys. Peace out. Bye.